0: In earlier episodes, I have presented 9 chapters from my book titled Great Saints of India. This is the 10th chapter of the book dealing with Sri Raghavendra Swami. Chapter 10 Sri Raghavendra Swami Sri Raghavendra Swami was born in 1595 as the second son of Sri Timmanna Bhatta and Srimati Gopikamba at Bhuvanagiri near present day Chidambaram in Tamil Nadu. His parents had named him as Sri Venkata Natha. He was also called as Venkata Charya in honor of Lord Venkateshwara of Tirupati. He is a renowned Madhva saint, philosopher, and a proponent of Sri Madhavacharya's Dvaita philosophy. After his initial education in Madurai, Venkatanatha was admitted to the Sri Mutt in Kumbakonam. He married a Saraswati boy and had a son after which the family moved to Kumbakonam. In the Sri Mat, Venkatanatha studied under Sudhindra Tirtha and emerged as a talented scholar. He was also a skilled musician and an expert in playing the Veena instrument. He was already very well-versed in Bhashya's and consistently prevailed over renowned and uh, reputed scholars irrespective of the complexity of the debates. He was also teaching Sanskrit and the ancient Vedic text to children. He never demanded any money for his services and endured a life of poverty along with his wife and son. They went without food several times a week. On occasion, his wife did not have change of clothes. But he was so devoted in his quest for a higher spiritual plane that these obstacles never deterred his faith in the Lord. Once, while he was touring Kumbakonam along with his wife, Venkatanatha and his family were invited to attend a function. Unfortunately the host did not treat him well and wanted him to earn his food by running a core. So they asked him to make some sandalwood paste for all the invitees. As per his habit, Venkatanatha was chanting some mantras while preparing sandalwood paste. When the guests applied this paste, it induced a burning sensation all over their bodies. When he was asked for the reason, Venkatanatha replied that the burning sensation was due to the Agni Suktam, which is the hymn in praise of the God of Fire that he was chanting while preparing the paste. Upon realizing his devotion and power, the host apologized to Venkatanatha and sought his forgiveness. Venkatanatha then prepared the paste again, but chanted the Vedic Mantra to Varuna, that is the god of rain this time. When the guests applied this paste, they were getting a sense of being drenched in rainwater, reaffirming. Venkatanatha's power of devotion. Thus, while the life of Venkatanatha was spent in the worship of God and service of humanity, his spiritual guru, Sudhindra Tirtha, was looking for a successor to his Sri Matha. He had a dream where the Lord indicated that Venkatanatha would be the right person to succeed him as the pontiff. Sri Venkatanatha initially refused due to his responsibility towards his young wife and son. But Goddess Saraswati, the goddess of learning, appeared in his dream and indicated that he was to seek salvation as a sannyasi. Sri Venkatanatha treated this as an omen and changed his mind. In 1614, he took Sanyasa and adopted the name Raghavendra Thirtha. In 1621, Raghavendra Thirtha succeeded Sudhindra Tirtha as the head of the Srimat and served there till 1671. On handing over the Sri Mad to Sri Raghavendra Tirtha, his guru Sudhindra Tirtha left for his heavenly abode. His Brindavana was constructed at Anegundi near Hampi under the personal supervision of Sri Raghavendra Swami. Sudhindra Tirtha's Brindavana is the ninth Brindavana at that location earning the region the popular name of Nava Brindavana. It is an extremely holy pilgrimage center for the Madhvas. During Sri Raghavendra Swami's time at Kumbakonam there was a severe drought at that place. The king approached Sri Raghavendra Swami for spiritual solace. The king was advised to perform some yagnas. As soon as the yagnas were performed the region was flush with rain and prosperity. As a mark of gratitude the king gifted the mutt with a necklace embellished with precious stones. Sri Raghavendra Swami offered the necklace as a contribution to a yajna that he was performing then. The king took affront at this action. When Sri Raghavendra Swami realized this, he immediately put his hand into the fire and retrieved the necklace in a condition identical to which it was given to him by the king. Neither the necklace nor the saint's hand showed any indication of having been in a raging fire. This incident only served to reaffirm the greatness of the saint and converted the king into an ardent devotee of the saint. Sri Raghavendra Swami embarked on a tour of South India spreading the Dvaita philosophy. On one of his uh, numerous travels, Sri Raghavendra Swami came across a young and poor sheep rancher who prostrated before him in respect. Swamiji blessed him and told the young rancher to think of him or pray to him in times of adversity. A few days later, the king of Adoni, who was a Persian and did not know how to read or write the local language Telugu or Kannada, was riding on a horse near where the sheep rancher's herd was grazing. At that time, an ambassador brought a letter written in local language and gave it to the king. The king saw the rancher and asked him to read and explain the contents of the letter. The sheep rancher too was an illiterate and could not help the king. The king misunderstood the sheep rancher's inability to translate the contents of the letter as not obeying his order and threatened the man with dire consequences. The sheep rancher, who was in desperation, remembered Sri Raghavendra Swami, prayed to him and tried reading the letter. Miraculously, the rancher was able to read and explain the contents of the letter to the king. Since the information was favorable to the king, he felt happy and made the rancher the administrator of the local region. Much after the occurrence of the above incident, Sri Raghavendra Swami got an opportunity to meet the King of Adoni face to face. The Nawab, instead of being respectful to him, decided to test his spiritual skills and placed before him a plate of non-vegetarian delicacies completely covered with a piece of cloth in the guise of offering alms. Sri Raghavendra Swami took some water, meditated and sprinkled it on the covered plate as part of his regular practice of purifying any food before consumption. He then opened the plate. It contained fresh fruits. The king immediately became remorseful and became an ardent devotee of the Swamiji then on. As an apology, he offered to give the Swamiji any amount of land and wealth. Sri Raghavendra Swami asked and got the land around Manchale, the present day Mantralayam for his mutt. Thus, the Srimat moved to Mantralayam. Sri Raghavendra Swami attained Jiva Samadhi at Brindavana in 1671. Sri Raghavendra Swami wrote a commentary called Sudha Parimala on the Srimanyaya Sudha, an exposition of. Dvaita philosophy. His works include Dasha Prakarana, Sutra Prasthana, Rig and Upanishad Prasthana, Gita Prasthana, Sri Rama Charitra Manjari, Sri Krishna Charitra Manjari, Pratas Sankalpa Gadhya, and sarva samarpana gadhya I have also published an audio book on the subject the links for the book titled great saints of india and the audio book are given in the description part of this presentation